0: Well, we're wrapping up our series, "Life's Healing Choices," and I'm really excited for this uh, service today. It's going to look a little different. Uh, you're going to hear two stories today from people here in our community who have, through the years, have really gone through this process of finding healing. Uh, they've made these choices. They've they've worked the program. Um, the The program of Celebrate Recovery is where we're taking these uh, points and these teachings. And uh, they have, their lives honestly have been changed first because of who God is and what God has done in their lives, but because they've really taken initiative and and chosen to to make these choices. And so you're going to hear from them in just a few uh, moments. It's some heavy stuff. Uh, I just want to make sure you're aware of that and um, some abuse and different things. And so maybe if that's something that's hard for you, if that's a trigger, I just want to make you aware as we show those videos later in the the service. It was Monday morning and uh, time changed. I was still struggling. Uh, And I get up, and we have a foreign exchange student who is staying with us, she's from Italy. And so I get up every morning and I get her off to high school. And so I got up that morning, I usually get up in enough time to just get dressed and go down and take her to to school, and it was early that morning, and so I I go to my kitchen and my dog, he was good that day, uh, my dog is sitting at the back door and he's growling. And this is not something that my dog normally does, but he is growling and he's growling pretty mean. And so. I look out the back, and on my trash can, I have a raccoon that is just hanging off the, the trash can. And this raccoon has been ravaging my trash uh, for, for weeks, really, since we moved in. We, we moved into an area. We have got a little bit of land. And this raccoon, and I think it is this one, uh, will not leave my, my trash alone. And so he's hanging from the trash can, and he gets down, and he looks at me, almost as if to laugh at me. And, uh, and then he stumbles away. And I thought in that moment that the raccoon never messes with my recyclable stuff, right? He only gets into my trash—the uh, stuff that stinks, the stuff that I don't want anything to do with, right? He he tips it over often, and and he will literally spread it all out in my uh, my backyard. And I began to think, you know, he doesn't really mess with the stuff that's clean and the things that uh, we we recycle. Do you recycle? I don't know if you have made that decision to recycle your stuff. Uh, maybe you care about the earth. I don't know. Um, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but but we, we recycle. And I don't know if you have a process that you go through. We had never really recycled until we lived in California and it was kind of like, you have to recycle in California. And we moved back here and we kind of have this process that we go through when we recycle. And we have a little bit in our garage. And we'll go out and we'll throw the recyclables in the, in the garage and then eventually take it out. And you know, there's sometimes I don't feel like messing with it, right? Like sometimes to recycle stuff, you have to wash it out and you have to, there's a few more steps to deal with your recyclables. And so I don't know if you do that, but have you ever thought about when you recycle, it actually benefits someone else? Like not only is it good for the environment to recycle, uh, but actually good comes from it. I don't know if you've ever seen some of the products that are made from recyclable things. This is from a a company called Haiku, uh, and these bags are made from beverage containers, Right? So somewhere, someone decides uh, this isn't just trash. Right? This is something that, if it is recycled, actually could benefit someone else. And they make these beautiful bags that they sell. And so it's, it's not only keeping stuff out of landfills, but it's actually giving people jobs, and there's products that are made from what some people may consider trash. So here's, here's the deal. Let me tell you what I'm going to tell you today. Um, the eighth choice that we're going to talk about today is to begin to see your life not as a waste. We're looking at our hurts, we're looking at our hang-ups, we're looking at our habits. And the thought is, maybe those things are not trash. Maybe those things aren't just things to be forgotten about and thrown away and covered up. Maybe those things could actually be used to benefit someone else. That your pain could be recycled to bring hope and healing to someone around you. See, it's a lot easier just to throw things away, isn't it? It's a lot easier just to throw trash away that we see as trash. Uh, it's a lot easier to just forget our past. It's a lot easier, we think, uh, to just mask the problem and not to really deal with it. It's a lot easier to just try and move on. But, but if we're honest, we know that that doesn't always work, that it's not always helpful for us, but the people around us. Maybe things could be different. Maybe you could see your hurts and your hang-ups and your habits as something that you could be healed from. You could even experience hope in the midst of it and then it doesn't even just stop there. That maybe, that maybe you could actually help someone else as you have found healing. That through your story and your pain someone else may experience healing in their own life, that maybe good could even come from our pain in our past. A couple scriptures I want to look at today. If you don't own a Bible, there's a red Bible hopefully around you somewhere. Uh, you can have that. That's our gift to you. Please take that. Uh, on the screen will be the scripture, and there'll be a page number uh, with it uh, for that Bible. But 2 Corinthians 12, 9. We have this guy named Paul. Uh, Paul was not a Christian. He actually hated Christians. Uh, He actually was persecuting and killing Christians, and then he has this encounter with Jesus. And see, this is the truth, that Jesus changes everything. And so Jesus changes Paul's life, and things begin to look differently. And so Paul then follows Jesus. He then plants churches, and he helps gather people together, and they begin to follow Jesus. And then he writes these letters back to them. And so we see Paul writing this letter uh, back to a, a group of people, And it says this in in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. He's been struggling with something. Uh, He calls it a thorn in his side, Uh, something he just can't get over, Uh, something that he has pleaded with God to take away. There's a lot of thoughts of what this could be. But for Paul, all Paul knows is he wants it gone. Uh, It's hindering him, he thinks, from what he's wanting to do. And so we see Paul say this in verse 9. He says this, But he said to me, God speaks to to Paul and says this, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. See, here's what I think we often think about our lives, especially if you would say you're a follower of Jesus. And I know not everyone in here is. And even if you're not, I think most of us think the way to be most productive in life, the way to make the most difference uh, it's to be the most talented, to be the most intelligent, to be the strongest. Those are the people who will really make a difference. But when we read the Gospels, when we hear Jesus speak, when we hear Paul's life, it's quite the opposite. See, God tells Paul, Paul, it's actually in your weakness that I'm strong. It's actually in your weakness that I'm going to be able to use you. We see that God continually uses ordinary people. It was the ordinary people that that God wanted to change the world with. He often used really weak people who learned to depend entirely on him to make a difference. And so maybe it's true for you too, that maybe it's in your weakness, not in what you perceive as your strength, that actually will be the opportunity for you to make a real difference in someone else's life. See, I think when we just try and remain strong, when we pretend that nothing's wrong and we are living out of our strength, it's really just a way to mask what's going on in our life. It's a way to mask the pain from our past. But, but what if we realized this was an opportunity that, that God is looking to use in our life? Maybe it's in your weakness and my weakness. We can point to a God who knows us, like really knows us. I don't know what you know about God or what you think about God, uh, but here's one of the best things I can communicate with you today is that God knows you completely and loves you fully. And maybe it's in your own weakness that you're able to tell other people that. That through your struggles and your past, you can say, look, God knew me and he knows me and he loves me. That he saves us, that he heals us, and not only that, but he uses us. Uh, one of the founders of Celebrate Recovery, he says this, your greatest contribution to this world your greatest ministry will not be found in your strength, but in your weakness. It will come from your pain. The very thing you want least to talk about, the very thing you want to hide in the closet, is the very thing God wants you to share. One of the greatest things about God is that he never wastes a hurt. See, for us, with our hurts, we, we want to get rid of them. We, we want to throw them in the trash, but maybe those things could be recycled, Maybe you could recycle your pain to actually benefit someone else around you. The other scripture he, uh, Paul writes is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, he says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. So I don't know where you're at today, but know that God is a God of comfort and a compassion who comforts us in all of our troubles so that... We can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. The comfort you've received in the midst of your pain and your past and your struggles may be the one thing that you could use to actually bring comfort to someone else. So who is it for you? Who is it that needs to hear your story? Who who needs to hear what you have made it through? That God has gotten you through that thing. That hurt that you've been holding on to, the the hurt that happened as a child, as a teenager, as a young adult last week, that hurt, uh, maybe God could use that not only in your own life, but for the good of someone around you. The hang up or the habit, the addiction that you've overcome, that you are overcoming, maybe it's in that you could actually bring hope to someone else. So, who is it? Do you have a family member? Is there someone that you could reach out to and speak hope to? Is it a neighbor or a coworker? See, your story isn't a waste. What you've gone through is not a waste. Someone is going through the same thing you have gotten through, and maybe you could bring hope to their life. Well, the first story I want you to hear today is from Casey. Uh, Casey's going to share what his life has looked like and how he has found healing. Would you watch this video? Thank you for your uh, courage and boldness of sharing with us uh, your story, and uh, I'm sorry that that's how people in the church responded. Um, it wasn't our church, but on behalf of as a pastor, I'm sorry. Um, and that's for a lot of you. if you've ever experienced anything in the church, um, and that you've thought, man I'll give it one more try, and you find yourself here today. I'm thankful that you're here, and I'm sorry. Um, That we don't always act, um, even as followers of Jesus, like we should. And so, I'm sorry, and I'm thankful that you've shared your story um, with us. See, again, Casey and Leanne both, um, their stories could be something that they've held on to and not shared. The pain could be something that they've made it through, but are unwilling to recycle that to actually help someone else. So I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's been a divorce you've gotten through and you've figured out how to make those healing choices and you've healed from that and maybe you know someone else who's going through it and it's maybe a phone call, it's a cup of coffee and to say, hey, let me share how I've gotten through it. Maybe it's death, maybe it's the loss of someone and you've figured out and with the help of others how to find healing in the midst of that and there are some people who could use your help or abuse, we could go down the list. What's your pain? What is the hurt or the hang-up or the habit? And through some healing choices, we've talked about this. If you haven't been here, all of our messages are online. If you want to go back and listen, you can. But we've just come to this realization that we're powerless, that we need God, and it is God who has power and hope to help us get through the things that we've been through. There's this letting go, right? The letting go of shame and fear. It's holding on to God as we let go. It's confessing to God where we've been. It's confessing to one another. The scripture is clear. We have forgiveness when we confess to God, but there is healing that takes place when we confess to one another. Right? These are these healing choices that Casey and Leanne and some of you have made. When you have found this hope in your life, the hope is you will see that as an opportunity to help someone else. Last scripture, 1 Peter 3.15, it says this, But in your heart set apart christ as lord always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have this is not out of your strength but will often come out of your weakness why do you have hope Well, hopefully because christ has made a difference in your life you have hope because of who he is and so your past is not a waste but it is an opportunity to recycle that pain to bring healing to someone else. You heard Casey and Leanne talk about Celebrate Recovery. It's a program that deals with these healing choices. It's something that can help us all, no matter what your hurt or hang up or habit is. Uh, we're, we're looking to begin that, and Casey and Leanne are gonna help make that happen. Once again, they're gonna use their experiences and their pain to actually help other people. Um, afterwards, they're just gonna kind of be down front. Uh, if you wanna meet them, thank them, um, share something with them, um, that maybe you want to be a part. We're looking for some people who would say, okay, I want to I be a part of maybe even beginning that, of, of Celebrate Recovery. Maybe you're at a place where you've made some of those healing choices, uh, sobriety, you've broken some addictions, uh, you've dealt with some of the pain in your past, and you want to be a part of that, uh, you can talk to Casey and Leanne. We'll be starting that soon, um, but I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful that they're going to use their pain to recycle that and to help someone else but maybe today is the beginning for you either at the beginning to start to make some healing choices to find healing from your past or maybe you're on the other end and you see that your your pain and your past could be recycled to help someone else you don't have to throw it away Uh, it's not a waste but could be used to help someone else greg's going to come and we're going to sing our last song that we sing together i hope that you've found some healing in your life Maybe you're here today and this is new to you. Maybe the church is in a place that you often find yourself. Again, even through these videos, I hope you understand that we want to be a place where we are who we are, right? That no matter where we've been or where we find ourselves, uh, this is a place where we can find hope and healing together. And so would you stand as I pray and we'll sing this last song together. God, I'm so thankful that we're not alone. I'm thankful that in my own life, you have seen me and you know me and you love me, that you have saved me and you have healed me and that you want to use me. I pray that my friends who are here today would see that as well, that no matter where they find themselves today, uh, they would believe that there's hope. And I pray, Lord, that we would be a church um, that does that together, that sees our stories as not a waste, but as something that would benefit someone around us. Lord, we know that there are people who will never find themselves in a church building. So God, would you send us would you help us to see that the opportunity is there, the people we work with and our families, that it's out of our weakness that we can speak about the hope that we have in you. How would you use this to make that happen? I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.